today's guest, the first of the day, is the co-founder and CEO of Circle. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Yeah, thank you, absolutely. Mate, um, obviously a very exciting project, uh, a lot to talk about. Um, a lot of those things that have been talked about with regards to Circle have been because of Goldman Sachs backing up. What's your vision, what's your journey with Circle itself? Sorry, I'm just got Dude, are you kidding me? So we can go again? Okay, beat it. God, sorry to be rude, but like, what, what are you thinking there? Like, so bizarre. Um, okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tradical Crypto Show, proudly sponsored by zipmax.com.au. Get across and have a look. Today's guest is the co-founder and CEO of Circle. It's Jeremy, how are you, mate? Great, thanks for having me. Excellent, great to have you on the show. Now, obviously, there's a lot going on at Circle, uh, a lot of new things going on at Circle, and a lot of the conversation prior to now, and hopefully one we're gonna have, has basically just been because you've been you know, sponsored or you know, you got investment or raise or whatever you want to call it from Goldman Sachs. Let's get into what the big picture is. So what's the big picture for Circle? Yeah, I mean, so we've been um, in the crypto space for about six years. Yeah. And, um, you know, sort of maybe just going back, you know, mm. when we started the company, the thing that got us really excited was this idea that um, effectively like new protocols would emerge for value exchange on the internet that would make it possible for people everywhere to exchange value with each other at the speed of the internet in the same way we could share data and content. And um, we've you know, you've been pursuing that obviously for a number of years. I think ultimately the, you know, we're interested in both how does what we think of as traditional kind of payments and banking become crypto native and be open and accessible, sort of the open finance concept that a lot of people talk about. And then further, you know, how to businesses ultimately you know, use this as a way to uh, raise capital, enter into economic arrangements, other things. So the kind of big picture that got us interested um, uh, six years ago, I think what's interesting now is um, we've had lots of you know, iterations, products, pivots, businesses we've acquired, businesses we've spun out, like other things along the way. But I think the interesting thing is now six years in, the technology, things that we're working on, but then more broadly, is finally getting to a place where we can actually um, implement this more open financial system, you know, built on you know crypto native infrastructure. Okay, so speaking of the spin-off type things, obviously you've acquired companies, you've built some, you've spun some off. I read recently the term you spun off Poloniex uh, elsewhere, um, an exchange that sort of. I mean, were you there at the early days of Poloniex? So we acquired Poloniex in uh, early in the first quarter of 2018, and you know the the history of Poloniex is um, you know the the founder of Poloniex uh, was mining altcoins back in 2014, and there was nowhere to sell them, so he built an exchange where you could sell altcoins, um, and um, and really you know was sort of a very very primary altcoin exchange. It was the first exchange to list Ethereum. Um, you know, sort of, you know, very much at the cutting edge of new projects and things. Um, and then in 2017, when the market uh, for, you know, digital assets really took off, they saw really explosive growth um, for quite some time. It was actually number one, number two market yeah. share exchange in the world. Um, but I think ran up against, um, as a U.S.-based company, started to run up against, you know, 
the regulatory things that were starting to happen with the SEC, um, the, the sort of requirements for running something at that scale were really diff difficult. And um, we had known them and worked with them. Um, they'd worked with our OTC desk. And um, you know, I think they, they were looking for a company that could help kind of you know, take it over and, and take it forward. Um, you know, we, we closed the deal again in Q1 of 2018, right as the market was starting to really decline. Come off, yeah. Um, and been, it was interesting to watch. I mean, um, over the course of 2018 and into 2019, um, you know, effectively we saw rapid growth in non-US international exchanges, in particular out of Asia, who, you know, played by a different set of rules yeah. um, and weren't so concerned with US regulatory uh, situations. And then, at the same time, the regulatory environment in the U.S. for crypto exchanges, especially for broad-based crypto exchanges that want to support a lot of different projects, got much, much worse. Yeah. And um, yeah, we were pretty outspoken about that. Um, but I think ultimately, um, we reached a place where our view is that for Poloniex to um, continue to compete as a high-quality exchange, it needed to have the level of capital and the ability to operate internationally um, without the burden of the U.S. And so, um, we, yeah, we re recently spun Poloniex out. Uh, the leadership team and management is gone. It's now um, out of an Asian investment group and it's, uh, you know, an international focus. And unfortunately, as part of that, um, we did announce that we're winding down uh, the U.S. portion of oh, it. Okay. So U.S. customers uh, can no longer trade and, and actually have to withdraw their assets from the platform. So that was one of the thoughts I was having was, um, I mean, I guess you had two choices, either sell to a, uh, an Asia-centric base or business or area, or take it over there and restructure it all and reset it up. It, was that ever an option or is it just too much going on? I mean, that's a lot of work, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I think that there, um, there's, a, there's a, a real difference between, you know, uh, a US-based company that's trying to, you know, build something to operate in Asia versus, you know, more Asian-centric operations. Yeah. And I think... Um, the other piece is, I think, you know, just the the capital investment required is 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 really significant, and so, um, you know, the the investment group that um, you know we spun it out to is investing over 100 million dollars into the business, and I think that's great and that's critical, and I that's think it's it gonna, it's uh, it's exactly what it needs. Yeah. All right, fantastic. Well, let's go into the next stage of which is this seed investing for companies and whatnot. So you're doing something, I want you to talk to but something along the lines of, if I remember correctly, seed investment into companies and to help them get going. Is that something like that? Or it's called seed? Yeah, so seed invest is also a company we acquired. Okay, um, yeah. And we closed, that, um, we closed that deal in Q1 of this year. And seed invest is a really interesting company. They've been around for about five years. And basically in the US, um, a whole new set of, of laws were passed over the prior years that were like crowdfunding laws. So basically, laws that allowed platforms and companies to issue securities and sell them and market them directly to investors on the internet, and then also open that up not just to sort of accredited, uh, sort of wealthy people investors, but also to unaccredited investors. So the average person could, for the first time, essentially invest in like venture capital-like companies yeah. and startups. And so. Seedinvest grew over uh, several years to be the largest equity crowdfunding platform in the U.S. It's a regulated broker-dealer, uh, also approved as what's called an ATS, which allows for secondary trading of those securities, and um, have helped hundreds of companies raise hundreds of millions of dollars like issuing these securities on the internet. When you think about crypto, 
and you think about things like you know uh, token offerings yeah. or digital assets, you know, in, in some ways, like what a lot of people did in 2017 were unregistered securities offerings. And you're not offering any equity, so what are you and, and you yeah. Right, and what, what are you getting? And so our, our view, and this goes back to like founding Vision to Circle, is you know, financial contracts um, will become executed in code. They'll become you know, crypto native, and those financial contracts will be tokenized, yep. meaning there will be this asset, it, the, the, you know, these public blockchains will be the settlement ledger for those. And, but sophisticated financial contracts like equity in a company or a lending contract or a debt contract or a labor contract or any type of economic arrangement that you can codify literally will move to these, you know, these blockchains. And so, but that's gonna have to work within you know, the existing framework for securities, um, not just in the US but around the world. And so for us, we wanted to converge sort of platforms that allow for capital formation and securities issuance on the internet with crypto. Yep. So we're in the process of doing that so that um, companies can issue digital assets and have those be you know investable and tradable and other things um, you know through that through the seed invest platform. So how does that work for for the company? So does that mean that you can kind of put aside say twenty percent equity that you would like to bring to the platform and and the market decides what the price is, or do you issue a price? Yeah, no, you you issue a price. Yeah, and so one of the things that what we do is we help um, the company figure out like what's the structure of the offering, um, what's, you know, ultimately what do we think the right raise is, uh, what do we th how do we think about valuation. They may have a specific view on it and want to be executing that, but we're only going to take on a project if we think that we can fill that deal, yeah, basically. Yeah. And so we've got a large base of investors that have already invested into deals on our platform, and that just grows every time we add a new deal to the platform. Um, and, um, and sometimes these are, you know, pieces of capital that a company, maybe they've closed some capital from angels or VCs, yep. but they want to have a piece of it that they can sell to the crowd. Yeah. And so they'll put that, that piece to the crowd through our platform as well. Sounds like an unreal operation whereby, you know, for the right project, of course, which look, let's be honest, but whether you're raising Series A seed or Series B, yeah. it's got to be the right project yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like something that maybe the smaller business might be able to take advantage of without having to go through all the legal yeah. holes and using Louise and all that sort of thing, sure. which is very expensive if you're going to yeah. go with it to raise. Was that the purpose of the platform as much as the exchange? Well, I mean, I think part of it is that, you know, I'm, you know, I'm an entrepreneur and have founded and built many companies. And I think one of the things, one of the things that is like least enjoyable about starting companies and growing companies is raising capital. And the, you know, when you think about, um, the efficiency of markets and how the market efficiency has been brought into transportation and restaurants and communications and media and, and, and retail and all these things on the internet, that has not been the case. The efficiency of markets has not been brought to capital markets on the internet. And so we have a, a, a system which has a lot of traditional gatekeepers. There's a lot of information asymmetry. Um, it's still really, really painful for entrepreneurs to go through that. And I think the vision is, can you build a marketplace that has the same openness, accessibility, global scale and reach that marketplaces like the Amazon marketplace or Alibaba or eBay or others have built for other types of products. Can you do that for financial products? And that's sort of the motivation there. And it's a belief that um, you know, a very long tail of businesses should be able to 
access capital and a very long tail of, of individual investors to be able to find those opportunities. And you know, I think like the ICO phenomenon in 2017 was a little microcosm of what happens if you have an open internet capital market. Yeah. Now there's a lot of ugliness to that as well, but I think it's, a, it's an example um, and sort of digital asset exchanges as we see them today are sort of a microcosm potentially of a, a future you know, uh, capital marketplace that is more internet centric. And that's, I think, what um, you know, inspired the founding of Seed Invest and for us is sort of how we think about uh, the long-term future is we want to democratize access to capital, um, both for investors and for startups and entrepreneurs. Yeah, fantastic. Is, is there anything else that's exciting going on at Circles? They're the two things yeah. that I was really pumped well, about. The, yeah, the other big thing is, um, you know, um, a year ago we launched uh, something called Center which is a, a consortium for stablecoins um, that we co-founded with Coinbase. And um, we issued the first, um, the first you know, uh, fiat stablecoin on that, which is US dollar coin or USDC. And that's been doing tremendously well. It's now the, you know, the fastest growing stablecoin in the world. It, it is the only you know, regulated, um, compliant, licensed uh, stablecoin. And it's a kind of generalized scheme that other companies can, can join. We've had about over a billion uh, USDC that have been issued to date, wow. uh, 23 billion in on-chain transactions. And so for us, that's like a, you know, a foundational layer for the future of open finance is that we have a way to take traditional central bank money, have full cryptocurrency versions of it that get all the benefits of you know, public blockchain. So that's doing incredibly well and we're building uh, you know, more and more services around that. Well, it sounds like you've got just about everything covered, mate. You've gotten rid of the exchange that uh, with US regulation kind of shut that down for you, to be fair. You brought in the C, which I think is a fantastic uh, opportunity for myself and other businesses out there. As you quite rightly pointed out, a massive gap in the market there yeah. and a massive annoyance yeah. It's, it's not the part that entrepreneurs enjoy yeah. at all. It's totally. the shitty part. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and then also, of course, uh, working into that third part there as well, making sure the infrastructure is in place and, and, and you guys have got that security around that stable token yeah. as well, which is growing very, very quickly. Is there yeah. anything else that you are doing? Yeah, it's, those are the big things. Mate, well, it's been an absolute pleasure yeah, speaking to you, Jeremy. Good Thank to talk. Thank you very much for your time. Cheers. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, have a fantastic day. Bye for now.